413-736-2781. In the past week alone, three American cities have experienced three mass shootings with gunmen killing um, at least 32 people. Um, Police say that Patrick Crucius walked into a Walmart in El Paso, a border town that is 80% Hispanic. He targeted this town purposely. Uh, Open fire, killed 20 people. Several hours later, police said that Connor Betts, another white supremacist, shot and killed nine people in the busy downtown district of Dayton, Ohio. Then at the Gilroy Garlic Festival, 19-year-old William Leggan opened fire on the crowd and killed three people. Each of these cases was horrific, but the information that's presently available um, is consistent with what the FBI told Congress last month, that the number one threat, number one terror threat in America is white supremacy, period. Now, the interesting thing is that while this was known, um, Trump's Department of Justice and FBI um, had dissolved any real tangible um, enforcement against white supremacy and had ratcheted up surveillance profiling and enforcement against so-called black identity extremists. But when's the last time you seen black identity extremists, so-called, because that's a term that was made up since Trump became president. It really was done so they could replicate the COINTELPRO, the counterintelligence program of the FBI under J. Edgar Hoover in the 50s and 60s, So they'd have an excuse to surveil, harass, spy on black activists. And I'm I'm sure, I'm sure there's a file on me right now as a so-called black identity extremist. Um, um, Knowing that it's their boys that are wrecking havoc and carnage on America... They decided we're going to go after black folk who protest white supremacy. Ain't that something? Um, But here's my question. Here's my question. Why did it take two mass shootings, the continued rantings and ravings of a lunatic white supremacist racist president, for the national conversation to turn to white supremacy. I mean, Trump's only been in office two and a half years. Y'all didn't just find out he was a white supremacist when he went after Elijah Cummings and when he went after Baltimore. I mean, I'm so sick of the media, CNN, MSNBC, all of them 
continually asking the question, well, is Trump a racist? What the hell do you mean, is he a racist? How much more evidence do you need to know he's a racist? I mean, it's like going down to the pond, you know, watching a duck swim and, and keep asking a dumb question. Is that a duck? Is it? Well, it looks like a duck. It, it swims like a duck. It's in the water like a duck. It eats like a duck. It acts like a duck. But you keep asking the dumb question, is it a duck? I mean, why y'all keep asking that? Is he a racist? Is he a white supremacist? I mean, what what more evidence do you need? And and so, um, I mean, y'all the one who reported him calling black athletes sons of bees, calling black women dogs and low IQ. Y'all the ones who reported him and showed the clips of him. Look at my African-American over there. Y'all the ones who have been reporting that still 30 some odd years after the fact, he's still calling the Central Park Five guilty. Come on, man. I don't even understand why that's still a question that you keep asking. And then after his attack on four congresswomen of color, his attack on Elijah Cummings and Baltimore, his tepid response to the mass shootings, even after the FBI, his FBI director, his appointed FBI director, went before Congress and said white supremacy is our number one terror threat, four days after Christopher Ray said that. Donald Trump announces over Twitter, we're going to declare Antifa as a terrorist organization. Wait, your FBI director just said white supremacists are the number one terror threat. And you're talking about you're going to declare Antifa, which stands for anti-fascist, as a terrorist organization. And y'all keep asking, is this guy white supremacist? Is he a racist? And now you want to talk about white supremacy because all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, y'all realize white supremacy is a problem. I mean, what happened to give you that epiphany? What was it in particular don't tell me it's the El Paso and the Dayton shootings. Don't, please don't tell me that. Because you had plenty of white supremacists shooting people and killing people before them. CNN just did a special on white supremacy. Why you didn't do a special on white supremacy after Dylan Roof walked into a black AME church and said he drove to that church for its historical significance to kill black people. When the New Zealand shooter left the manifesto with white supremacist language, 
and said Trump was his inspiration. Why you didn't do no special on white supremacy then? Better yet, with white cops murdering unarmed black people all over the nation for decades and getting away with it, either never being indicted or being acquitted. That was part of the white supremacist infrastructure of America. You didn't, you didn't know there was white supremacy when all of that was happening. I mean, I, I, I'm just confused. Somebody just has to help this, you know, black brother understand how in the world with the pervasiveness of white supremacy, white privilege, white patriarchy, anti-black bigotry that has always gone on in America. Eight years of a black president being told to go back to Kenya and that his wife was a gorilla in heels and all kinds of nasty racist vitriol and a whole birther movement and all of that. And y'all just now realizing, oh my God, there's white supremacy. I mean, for real? Seriously? And it's amazing, you know, seeing these shocked white people, these talking heads, you know, talking about it like, like we didn't have slavery. We didn't have Jim Crow. <laughs> we ain't have a whole civil rights movement. We ain't had a Rodney King riots. <laughs> we didn't like, like, like we didn't have Ferguson happen. We didn't have Baltimore and Freddie Gray. Like, none of this, like, Black Lives Matter just popped up just because they felt like it. Like, none of this stuff was going on prior to El Paso and prior to Dayton. And, like, a light just went on. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. There's white supremacy in America. (laughs) I mean, y'all are real funny. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it 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 it's it's it. If it wasn't so sad, it would be comical for y'all to be acting like y'all so shocked that white supremacy exists in America. Um, <laughs> it, it 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 it's amazing to me. I mean, what did y'all think was going on before that? Seriously, what did y'all think was going on before that? Now, all of a sudden, because, you know, they connected an ideological infrastructure that nurtures white supremacy to these shooters. Now it's a shock. The El Paso shooter wrote a four page note to explain his rampage. He said he was inspired to target Hispanics after reading the manifesto of the Christchurch New Zealand terrorist who was another Trump fan who attacked two mosques and killed 51 people just in March. 
Um, he wanted to kill Hispanic immigrants as an act of preservation because he was concerned about his country being destroyed and um, uh, concerned about these Hispanic invaders uh, with high birth rates um, and was upset about shameless race mixers, uh, the threat of the Hispanic voting bloc, cultural and ethnic replacement brought on by the invasion. Um, this, 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 this is what he said. But, but the, these thoughts are not new. These thoughts are not new. Then Tucker Carlson, who's called immigrants invaders. Matter of fact, he said they were invaders who pollute the country and make it dirtier. <laughs> Had the nerve to say that um, white supremacy is a hoax. It's fake. So, so y'all didn't commit genocide on Native Americans. Y'all didn't enslave Africans. Y'all didn't, you know, brutalize, dehumanize, lynch, and murder black folk. Y'all, y'all aren't still discriminating against blacks and other non-white people. Your, your police aren't still murdering unarmed, innocent black people and getting away with it. None of this is happening. You know, white supremacy is a figment of our imagination. It's a hoax. You know, according to Tucker Carlson and all of those crazies who agree with him on Fox News. Um, you know, it, it, it. you know, when we talk about it, um, that's us playing the race card. Matter of fact, Trump pulled that out his behind this past week. Um, basically saying... You know, I'm not a white supremacist. I'm not a racist. This is just y'all playing the race card. Y'all just playing. The, and and here's the thing. When Muslims commit acts of terrorism, the Muslim community is looked to to condemn it. They ask black folk all the time. What about black-on-black crime? But then white folks can defend white supremacy and still consider themselves to be patriotic. And you know why? Because American patriotism is nothing but white supremacy. That's exactly what it is. Um, they promote white nationalist ideology. Um, and, 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 and now don't get me wrong. I'm happy. The conversation is going on. I'm glad that for once they are finally calling it out as white supremacist terrorism. I, I, I I'm, I'm, I'm glad they are demanding that elected leaders call it what it is. Um, and and if they don't, um, challenging them uh, on why they are enabling and coddling 
white supremacists that threaten our national security. I'm, I'm happy this conversation is going on. I'm just wondering what turned the light on. Because it's been going on the whole time. It's nothing new. White supremacy is America. You know, and I wish more would start directly challenging what's going on. Stop using euphemisms and directly challenge the type of racism that's inciting so much pain, anger, and hate and dividing the country along racial and religious lines. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Yes. Um, I'm calling about a situation I'm having. I need an advocate. Uh, I'm on. I'm live on a radio program. When is a good time to contact you? 413-736-2781. Uh, I think I've talked to that caller already and gave her a number to call me. Listen, folks, I, you know, I'm, I love you. I appreciate you, you know, seeking out help as the president of the NAACP and as a pastor. But I cannot mitigate your cases while I'm live on the air. This is not the time to call me um, and, and try to take 20 or 30, 40 minutes of my time to talk about your case while I'm on a live radio program. Sorry. 413-736-2781. You know, we've got to stop giving mainstream platforms uh, to provocateurs of hate just because of the ratings. Uh, people like a Tucker Carlson, etc. cetera. Um, um, and we've got to confront it head on. But we've got to be consistent about it. Not just when there's a mass shooting or not just when Donald Trump does and says some uh, racist nonsense all the time. Call it what it is. Call it what it is. The reason why a Jason Van Dyke only gets six years in jail after murdering Laquan McDonald. And former Mayor Rahm Emanuel gets no time in jail after covering it up is because of white supremacy. You've got black men in jail for hurting dogs for longer than that. Call it what it is. Stop being so tepid and reticent, you know, because uh, you don't want to be labeled a certain way by white supremacists, by racists. I don't care what racists think of me. You know, they call me every name in the book. You're a race baiter. You're a race hustler. You're a race pimp. You're playing the race card. You put the card in the deck. Okay? Um, <laughs> you built America on racism. And then you worried about me playing your card that you've been playing, you know, uh, for 400 years. I, you know, I, I could care less, you know, what people like that have to say. Um, 
and, and we just we, we we've got to call it what it is. I mean, it is what it is. You know, we don't have time to sugarcoat. People's lives are on the line. People are being murdered in churches and schools. And I mean, I had to have a a retired ATF agent come to my church um, to do a symposium on an active shooter threat in a church. Think about that. This is the day and the time that we live in. We don't have no time to sugarcoat or, you know, tiptoe through the tulips about the growing threat of white supremacist terrorism. And I'm going to tell you, black people, Latinos, Asians, people of color, can no longer shoulder this burden alone. It's a white problem by white folks, and white folk got to get involved in solving it. Okay? Um, We need everybody to step up and to stand with those that are targeted for violence. Because let me tell you something, hashtags and tweets won't cut it any longer. You've got to do something more than hashtag and tweet. I appreciate it. You know, yes, social awareness. Use your social media to speak out and speak up. At the end of that, do something. Okay? We can't hashtag and tweet our way to justice. The dangerous force of hate is here. We got to stand together. We've got to fight it. We we got to be consistent. It's a deadly problem. Um, and you know, it's a shame that every morning when you get up, school is getting ready to start. It's already started in many other communities. Um, um, getting ready to start uh, in our community. And it's a shame that you literally have to be concerned with whether or not your child is going to be safe in school or walking down the street or going to the mall to a movie. Um, it, it, it It's sad that that's where we are in America, that you just don't know if you going on a date with your spouse or significant other, it, that you may be in that public place that some crazed white supremacist lunatic decided he's going to shoot up that night or morning, or afternoon. But that's where we are in an America that has more guns than people. 400 million guns circulating in America. 400 million. The only nation on the face of the planet 
that has more guns than people. And it's not video games. Stop it. It's not video games. Other nations have video games, but they don't have mass shootings every day. We've had more mass shootings this year than days of the year. Okay, we're somewhere around 220 days by now, and we're well over 250 mass shootings. We have more mass shootings than days this year. Other nations have video games. Other nations have people with mental health issues, but they don't have a mass shooting every day. So stop. And listen, black folk, Latino folk, stay out of Walmart. Stay out of Walmart. If they're not going to have security to safeguard you, and if they're going to be so lackadaisical in their response to this, you don't need to give them your money, and you don't need to put yourself at risk by being there. There was another armed guy who was stopped with a semi-automatic weapon, a hundred rounds of ammunition, going to shoot up another Walmart. Another guy who got arrested threatening he was going to go shoot up his local Walmart. Walmart's response to this was to take the violent video games off the shelves. And I know some of you are saying, all right, you know, wonderful. They took the violent video games off the shelves, but they still sell guns. Think about that. I don't want to go anywhere where crazed white supremacists can walk in armed to the T and murder dozens of people within a span of a minute. Okay. And at that same place, a black man like John Crawford can be trying to purchase a BB gun that's sold by the store and he gets murdered by the police at the store. Think about that for a minute. Think about it. El Paso dude can walk into Walmart armed, murder 20-some-odd people, and get taken alive into custody by police. John Crawford can go to Walmart shopping, pick up a gun that that the store is selling, a BB gun, have white folks nervous because, oh, a Negro with a gun. And the police come into the Walmart and kill him at the Walmart. That's the America that we live in. Y'all stay out of Walmart. If they don't respect us, they don't um, care about our safety and our lives, we don't need to be in there. And we don't need to be giving them our money. I know, I know. Bishop, there are people who work there. You're telling people to give up their jobs. Now, you do what you want to do. Um, um, but in my opinion, y'all need to stay out of Walmart. That's just my opinion. You can do what you want. 
but that's just what I'm saying you ought to do. 413-736-2781. The ADL, the FBI, so many other organizations that monitor hate crimes have found that murders on U.S. soil by right-wing extremists has spiked by 35% between the time Trump took office and now. Gone up by 35%. All 50 people killed in 2018 by extremist-related violence were killed by right-wing white supremacists. Everybody. Everybody. Um, and yet and still, we have an administration that's talking about MS-13, Antifa, and black identity extremists. When it's their boys, their cousins, their sons, their grandsons that are running around the country killing folks. Um, and I mean, it, it, it just goes on and on. It's, it's, it's like the same movie being played over and over again. I mean, the New Zealand guy left a manifesto um, when, when, when Robert Bowers, um, anti-Semitic, anti-immigrant guy, um, walked into the Tree of Life synagogue in Pittsburgh, murdered 11 people um, because, in his view, they were helping immigrants come to America by migrant caravans. And then this year hasn't been much better. In April, you had John Ernest uh, who posted his plans uh, on the website 8chan just like the El Paso gunman posted his manifesto last Saturday before uh, he walked into that synagogue in California, killed a worshiper, injured others. Um, I mean, it, it, it's, it's like the same story over and over again. And listen, my friends, if ever... There was a moment of clarity for us. It's right now. As we witness, as we grieve the carnage of two back-to-back mass shootings, we can't afford to ignore the clear signs that the ascendance of white supremacy in our nation is real. It's not a hoax like Tucker Carlson said it's not something that just got here in 2017 when Trump took office. It has been exacerbated by uh, a president that endorses it. Um, But it is real. We've seen a national increase in hate crimes. We've seen all extremist homicides carried out by white supremacists. Um, the FBI's counterterrorism unit um, testified to Congress that the Bureau was investigating 850 cases of domestic terrorism. 850. 
And we know conclusively that white nationalists, white supremacists have killed more people in the United States than any other category of domestic extremists since 9-11. That's a fact. That's a fact. It's a fact. Um, when a white supremacist killed nine Bible study students at Mother Emanuel Church in Charleston, the victims were African-American. When 11 worshipers were gunned down by white supremacists at the Tree of Life Synagogue, the targets were Jews. The white supremacists who killed 20 at the El Paso Mall last Saturday was looking for Latino immigrants. And within 24 hours of that, another mass shooting occurred in Ohio, and six out of the nine that were murdered were black. We cannot deny the influence of one massacre on another. One empowered white male with guns is invariably followed by another who's followed by another who's followed by another and another. And the manifesto attributed to the El Paso gunman is clearly inspired by the New Zealand shooters manifesto. So one manifesto inspires another manifesto, inspires another manifesto, inspires another manifesto. And it goes on and on and on and on. And then elected officials send out thoughts and prayers and they talk about potential gun laws and stuff until the next news cycle, until it's finally washed out of the news cycle and people aren't talking about it anymore. Same thing that happened at the last mass shooting. Oh, Trump's talking about background checks and he knows he's not going to do anything about background checks or anything. Um, it, 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 it's, it's, it's insane. It is absolutely insane. The needs, my brothers and sisters, of the moment that we're in could not be clearer. The time has come for a structural intervention. We should expect every branch of government to take clear and unmistakable actions to halt the growth of white supremacy in our nation. We should lean on our members of Congress and our state legislatures to ensure that they do. We've got to demand of every politician, every media figure, every pundit, and yes, every faith leader to name it and call out this toxic racism wherever it comes from, especially when it comes from the White House. It, you know, it, it, it can't be up for debate anymore whether or not people who use incendiary language and 
push radical white supremacist ideologies, whether or not they're emboldening this rise in white supremacist violence and the increase in mass shootings. This isn't up for debate anymore. They are. There's no way to question this in good faith. You know, the same person who inspired a crowd to chant, send her back to Somalia. The same person whose tweets are increasingly racist. The same person who welcomes white supremacists to the White House. He's more than a part. He's a huge part of the problem. He's the catalyst to much of this violence. And let me close by saying this. Not only is it a call for us to speak clearly with our language, but it's also a time to stand up. It's a time for us to call it out clearly, unequivocally, but it's also a time to stand up and to reach out to those who are being targeted. It's time for us to support black and brown people, migrants, those who are being targeted. Uh, We've got to stand in solidarity with one another because we never know from one moment to the next, if it's going to be us next, will it be our child at the mall? Will it be our church that is targeted? Will it be a school in our community? And just sitting idly by watching the news and thinking it can never happen to me. Every community that has been affected thought the same thing. When those folks went out to eat or or go out to be entertained or whatever in Dayton, none of them thought this might be the night we get shot. When those folks went to Walmart to shop for school clothes, none of them thought this is the day I get murdered. There's an old African proverb. Uh, that says this, he is not wise who sleeps while his neighbor's house is on fire. You'll get the understanding of that. It might be your neighbor's house that's burning right now, but if you don't do something to help put the fire out, fire can spread to your house. I got to move out your way. Mrs. Cynthia Butler is in the studio coming up next with mid-morning jazz and great black music. If you're looking for a place to worship, check us out at the Spring of Hope Church of God in Christ, 35 Alden Street, Springfield, Massachusetts, the Brick Church right there at Six Corners. You definitely uh, want to be a part. I want to invite you out to our pre-musical celebration on August 31st. Our fellowship service for our women's department on August 23rd and our holy convocation September 4th through the 7th. Check out our website. Check out our Facebook page. Check out the details of that. You want to be in the house for that. And also remember, September 12th, the NAACP's annual Freedom Fund Dinner with keynote speaker uh, Bishop Rudolph McKissick. It's been my pleasure being with you today. 
And until the next time I talk to you and you talk to me, always remember, God loves you, and so do I. Morning weather forecast from Western Mass News. There we have plenty of sunshine. It's cool and comfortable. It'll be a great day. It'll be warming up into the mid-80s, but it'll stay nice and dry. Just a few clouds mixing in later this afternoon. But tonight, partly cloudy skies. It'll still be cool. Temperatures falling to around 60. Then for tomorrow, we'll have sunshine mixed with clouds. It will become increasingly more humid. Late in the day, we could see a few showers, maybe a thunderstorm as a warm front pushes through. And as we go into Wednesday, it'll be mostly cloudy. It would 